close it was. Like it wasn't it wasn't blocks away, right? Like I get in my car to go on my like weekly coronavirus, not weekly, like bi-weekly coronavirus uh stock up trip, you know. And I take a, I take a left outside of my parking lot and I drive literally like I don't know, like a hundred feet and take a right and I take it too sharp and my back right tire just pops. Damn. Like, right like right there. And which is when, you know, when you're confronted by the fact that you have never changed a tire in your entire life. Well, today you became a man. Dude, I always hated that shit. I was like at this job interview one time and I was with my uh I was with my dad. Or no, I had to like call my dad to help me out because my tire got busted. This is like when I was like 23. And uh, this woman there, uh, they denied me the interview for some reason. I can't even remember. It was probably mm. some bullshit job. But they denied me the interview. And then the woman there who denied me the interview came outside. And she was like the only one in the office that day. And I was like helping my dad. But it was clear that like I was in the back. And she's like, you don't know how to change a tire. I was like, shut the fuck. Like, what the? <laughs> it's like... It, it's Who something the you fuck only are you need to, to know tell? when you need yeah. to know it. And you can't just, like, show somebody how to change a tire. Like, what, are you crazy? Like, you're just going to take a good tire off a car? It is the definition of situational knowledge. Wait, y'all don't change your tires monthly? Not not with a scissor. You got track. a lot of money to That's spend on tires, Melvin. Well, it's oh just staying God. safe. You're going to let your tires decay and get rough? No, you got to... If you are scissor jacking, this has been three minutes of you're gonna drive. Strictly okay, tire. Drive your car. This is thirty minute, thirty minute worlds, gang. The podcast we manufacture a world and occasionally talk about tires for an inordinate amount of time. Are we actually (laughs) keeping the tire bit in the episode? What do you mean? Uh, I I suspect someone might use it as a prompt. (laughs) Another car based prompt powerful actually no the lore lad can veto that <laughs> and the lore lad for this season or i'm sorry episode is going to be i rolled a two so that's daniel oh my god again too, too <laughs> powerful can... i don't i don't know about these dice were you the lore lad were you the lore lad last time uh not last time but the two times before that although one of those episodes is probably not going to come out so Listeners, don't, yeah, we don't had check a, me on my math, all right? What we episode? had a lost episode situation uh, yeah. with the trucks. Oh, yeah. Well, well, it never aired. Yeah, it was written it never by aired. Damon Lindelof, no. so I just, it we never made it. It was really good. I can't believe we booked him and then didn't air the episode due to audio issues. Yeah, you know, Guillermo del Toro isn't really doing anything right now, considering he's just stuck inside all day. And I didn't think he was that into trucks. But, uh... What are y'all's prompts? We'll go down the list here. Hit me with Chessman. Them. Chessman, you got a prompt? Oh man. Um Yeah, I guess Okay. Yeah, I guess isolation. Isolation? Fitting. Okay. Yeah, wow. Where'd you pull that from? Yeah. Straight off the top of the dome? Was that just Look, uh, it that will was actually, resonate with our listeners, all right? That was actually my writing writing group prompt. Uh, so I haven't really been able to think about anything else. And by the way, I didn't change the tire by myself. <laughs> because <laughs> near the end, some guy, uh, like, said he was a mechanic, came out to help me. And then now I'm apparently indebted to him. 
Yeah. Oh, for life. I need, I'm sorry. I need to go take him a gift. Damn. Yeah. What do I do? I don't. Whatever. You know. Uh, my prompt is mechanic. Oh. Top of the dome. Okay. Uh, my prompt is angel. Okay. Angel mechanic and isolation. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, Dan, plug it into the old Dan Pewter. <laughs> the old DC. The old Dan Cortex. The old CompuDan 9000. Mechanic is probably the one that leaps out at me the most, just hearing the three of them, I guess. That might be because of Chessman's nice little anecdote right there. Mm. Um, uh, but I'm struggling a little bit to think of a way to do mechanic that is fresh. Well, what um, about people making angels? Artificial angels. That's true. Oh. I thought initially you only had in that prompt two uh, explicit archetypes, which are angel and mechanic. Well, uh, I had a thought. Which could be opposed somehow. About isolation. <laughs> that what if, so for, if for some reason in the future, everybody has to live in complete isolation. Like, I don't know if it's in like a tank or a room or like a holodeck kind of thing. But what if like what you are experiencing mentally in your complete isolation is not heaven, but something that is like manufactured for your enjoyment by somebody. And sometimes it breaks and someone has to come fix it. Okay. And when your like life deck brain simulation breaks, it is very bad for you. Until someone does come to fix it. Why would it break? Oh, these things always break. Why does anything break but, ever? <laughs> no, but like if it breaks and it's bad for you, like, what? I, I guess it sounds it's, like, it's like people in the sex tank just get too enthusiastic. Sex yeah. tank is an interesting poll. That was that was um, the prompt word, right? Just when it was sex tank, uh, I believe. Yeah, sex it was. And it was tank sex. Were two it was sex relation. Pleasurable simulations. Where do Chiral you want to go? Okay. Well, I mean, like, if you're if you've got like a like VR headsets right now, like if there's a little bit of lag, it makes people like puke. It's just they can't handle it. That's literally a struggle we have all faced. I myself uh, vomited many times. Well, yeah. if it if it breaks, I mean, what if it's not? Just, I'm not talking like necessarily. Even though the word is mechanic, it might not necessarily be breaking mechanically. Like mm -hmm. if this is some sort of paradise simulator that you're in, and it breaks, then it might stop being a nice place for you to be, and you are here all the time. And they or, want us to be there all the time, whoever they are. Maybe the angels, uh, and so they send mechanics. To keep us there, uh, well, hmm, maybe, rather than experience the world. Maybe there's a group of self-assigned angels, like trying to be angels, nothing like actually holy or divine about them. And their version of creating a heaven is forcing people into these these chambers. Forcing people—that's mm. interesting. Yeah, I hadn't so, considered it to be malicious, but that that is kind of in the neighborhood of what I'm thinking about. Well, it doesn't have to be. I mean, it's it's both not right and not maliciously intended. They're thinking, okay, we want to like put these people in heaven. So I guess maybe I, some people could be into it. Some might not. I be. like. I kind of like mm. that. 
it has uh have you guys ever read the long dream by Junji Ito? no but i've seen the Matrix. yeah yeah that's a great so the I, if I'm spoiling a little bit of it here, there's a mad scientist who wants people to experience dreams of infinite length so that they could theoretically be immortal. So what if a crisis were to happen to the Earth? We were all going to die within X months of time. But uh, we've put our minds into this thing that can stretch our lives to infinity, or our consciousness is, to infinity so we have all the time in the world. That's heaven for us. The angels built that, but maybe they also engineered a crisis somehow to get people in there. I like mm. it. Hmm. Well, if the angels, if the, if you could do this, right, you could have a, what, a dream of infinite length. I mean, and then let's say you did that and then you woke up, right? Mm -hmm. What does that even mean? Like if, if, well, if there was a group of people who did that, they would have, they would have so much time to plan. My original thinking was that you would not wake up because the earth is about to be destroyed. So, mm. and the people who live on the outside who have like four days left to maintain the system are selflessly uh, continually tweaking the program to add theoretically more uh, comprehension time for you inside. Mm. I have, so that I have, Belvin, you made me realize I have just done the matrix. Fuck. No, but it's, I think <laughs> no. there's a different angle to it than the Matrix because of the, I think we go with the Earth destruction. The machines or angels or whatever they are in this could be seen as somewhat benevolent or beneficent to humanity. I don't know. So I think we got to bring in isolation as a theme and not just, you know, the reality of the chambers. Yeah. Maybe this is just because I recently watched hit anime series Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh boy! The, the, the nature. Here of, come the uh, takes. That's a good one. <laughs> Perfect. The hedgehog's ending. dilemma, uh, <laughs> protecting us from each other. Uh, but the nature of people being um, split off in all these chambers, um, and that being heaven. Well, some would say that heaven is like actual unification with other beings. Um, maybe this consciousness relay that people are being immersed in uh, keeps reaching towards other people, other chambers. And the mechanic is trying to stop that from happening. But that's interesting. I never watched Neon Gen Genesis. I only watched like a 22-hour pornographic uh, rip of it called The Human Hedstrumentality Project. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> a 20-what-hour oh, wow. rip? Uh, this is very detailed, actually. It had yeah. its own lore. But, yeah, and the alternate animation, I'm sure, is really good. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? Like, if you have a, if you have one, like, if you have a very small problem, it's it's easy to solve, right? Like, if you can close, if you can bound a problem, let's say that these angels, if they if they can bound like a human's existence to just them, they can. Uh, make their dreams last way longer but then the moment that they try to connect the dreams that theoretical time just plummets <laughs> i'm sorry sure. of the coronavirus so, like, you know, uh, that's some topical humor for all you 2040 listeners i'm convinced i do have it but oh uh, are you actually no yeah. i'm I, I every time i cough i 
feverishly am looking up symptoms of the fucking virus. It's only a matter of time. DC is a hot spot for this shit. Uh, yeah. Mm. I Belvin, what were you saying about and Chessman too, the merging of thoughts being could we can make that more concise? Why can't they merge their thoughts together? I think Chessman said at the end there is that if the ideal is to delay this uh, apocalypse, then for whatever reason, merging, letting people connect makes it harder to slow down, maybe because it's more mentally stimulating for them. And it also introduces more variables. And what would also be interesting is if the angels had their own idea of what heaven is and are kind of stubbornly sticking to that, like only giving yeah, it... people a certain kind of simulation. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's like a puritanical sexless kind of thing. Um, that'd be interesting if there's like this evangelical cult that calls themselves the angels they are doing this. It, did they engineer the crisis that brought this to the world as they know it? They could have. I feel like taking advantage of crises is just as relevant to how things actually happen. I mean, yeah, but they built an infinite dream simulator. Yeah, but I don't think that... I don't know how they would have engineered... Like, a, like world-ending crisis versus, like, putting probes in your brain are very different problems to solve. And I don't think the same group would be able to, for instance, cause the sun to go supernova versus uh, make Sword Art Online. Doesn't seem... Yeah, they have to be very multi-talented. Well, and it doesn't really... It doesn't make sense for it to be like an evangelical group because evangelicals do want the world to end. Well, maybe uh, the end of the world is the time for them to... This is like a splinter group that wants to create the prophecies it's okay. kind of like a group that wants to like mm-hmm. make sure it happens or like think that they're the instrument to make it happen that it's not just going to happen because of god's will so this is this is a means of buying time for them to reach their own goals mm-hmm. well this is their goal this is the hour of the apocalypse and uh so they're now they just want to be the their, ones their heaven program they're at the helm of the apocalypse basically so what is the apocalypse how is it happening and how has it been engineered? Uh, is think, it important? I think it is important. <laughs> yeah, to it, I, it's, yeah, I'm actually not interested in what kind of apocalypse it is, just because... Really? Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, personally. I think well, it would make... Because presumably people have also been put in this isolation uh, with infinite theoretical time to solve the apocalypse, theoretically. If you can think for an infinite amount of time... Right, the world's greatest scientists are also in there for philanthropic mm-hmm. reasons. Well, but also well, that's an option to take than the yeah. more I, dystopic angel group. We've been so I do like that, Walt. But what if that was like how it was either spun to people, or that was the original intent, and they have gotten away from that because they've been at it for like four centuries of brain time? I think what would be cool is that people have lived so long in the thing that no one remembers what the apocalypse was because it was in antiquity, essentially. And no one can be sure that it's not still happening imminently because they can't get out. And if people, and if people question their computational or like cognizance within the machine, the angels send mechanics to essentially neutralize that stream of thought and how do they neutralize that stream of thought well i, w- I was gonna say by killing your ass but 
Well, they don't need to kill you. They could just isolate you. Or what, fix right? your thoughts. Although, what if they are wiping your memory? Like, yeah, exactly, like the, exactly. The point at which you began to question what's going on. That's why no one can remember shit about the apocalypse. Because it's happened so many times, everyone's brains are fucking mush. Well, yeah, because the mechanics are crawling all over people's minds in these for infinite amounts of time. And human memory is fragile in and of itself. And so when you start taking an axe to it maliciously, people kind of can't remember consenting to enter the sex pods. Well, if they don't know why they're there, then they can't understand if they even did consent. Yeah. That'd be a pretty scary thing to realize, I especially think each, if you have any concept of the amount of time that you've been in there. I think most people know, because that's a pr most people know that everyone else in the simulation is not real. Most people are aware of that, because that's like the first, the most primal thing you would kind of like know. Uh, there'd be some that don't and have just completely lapsed into whatever is happening. But the moment you start thinking about trying to like, remember things about the past or kind of like why you're in there the mechanics come for you are the mechanics working within this nexus because if they're outside of things and working with linear time that wouldn't make much sense right if it's four days till the apocalypse and so the angels had intent but the mechanic or mechanics is like a supercomputer that can move theoretically faster than the speed of i mean well well no hold on yes go on so we've already got this idea that people are experiencing time moving very slowly right super slowly yes or in another sense they're ex they're experiencing a lot of time um it, there's no reason that everyone has to experience the same amount of time so it's possible that there are people or entities within this um within this system that have like even more time than everybody else and have the ability to just sort of like yeah dive into someone's brain and sort of freeze them their brain and and pick it apart. Sure. They have way better bandwidth. Something, yeah. Yeah, they control the variables. Exactly. Or you know what? Yeah. and also they can they can slow down your time. Yes. What I want to dig into is the nature of these simulations, of the, these virtual realities. Yeah, we definitely have to touch on. We definitely have to touch on that. Yeah, uh, what it's like to actually be in the mix here. Since we are, um, ostensibly, um, uh, okay. Since ostensibly these settings are for running a game, and uh, <laughs> is that the premise? Would there only be one player? No, I think here's here's kind of my pitch. Uh. The, in, the infinite thought takes up so much psychic energy, like it's theoretically infinite, uh, that if you think of uh, psychic energy kind of like real estate, people's uh, realities that they're experiencing are pushing up against the borders of one another's. But if these realities were to actually merge, two people could theoretically encounter one another. Since the mechanics won't allow mm. that, they come after you immediately. And you and the people in whatever merged reality you're in, it's like two soap bubbles that just kind of like turn into one soap bubble while they're floating in the air. It's like that. You know, the system can't process infinite thought. It'd be impossible. So it takes shortcuts. It merges things together and it has to cut thought streams off 
when people do meet one another. So where the interesting place to be then is a place where, for, for one reason or another, a lot of soap bubbles merged at once. Right. Mechanics can't keep up. Right. It might also be interesting to play as mechanics, whatever these entities are. They're Agent I mean, Smiths. You would kind of be, yeah, playing Blade Runner and trying to figure out who the... Because they don't really... I guess no. I don't know if that would make sense in the lore we've established. <laughs> if they can't identify who's real, that's absurd. Well, yeah, it depends because, like, if the mechanics are just part of this this program or this computer, then I don't really see how a, that would be a player character. I mean, are are these mechanics people within the simulation that are like loyalists almost that want to maintain it? Maybe they're admins. That could work. Yeah, that makes sense. I I need a uh, ruling from the lore lab on the the nature of the, the, the goals, basically, with these. I, I would say they're admins assisted by a program that tells them, that gives them a beep whenever uh, realities are converging or shit like that would happen. Ah, yes. Walter Kunkel, the lore lad. The second I'm spot just... on the D4. <laughs> <laughs> He's also the guy who thinks that a beep is enough information to debug. <laughs> it's a whole beep. Yeah, the, the light's blinking. That means that the uh, hard drive's corrupted. Uh, yeah, it doesn't tell me who's experiencing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, can, can you can you state your question again, Belvin, please? Yeah, so what I want to know is, um, are we going with the angels being an evangelical group trying to play out their own version of heaven, or actually trying to like find some kind of solution to the apocalypse or what was their motivation here? So I have to know. I like the idea that this system was created to give us time to delay and find the apocalypse, but the systems that were put in place to protect us and keep us alive long enough to find it have made it so that it is impossible to find the answer to that problem. I like that people too. getting lost in the search. The angels could be a group operating from within uh, the merged realities that want to. There, they could be a resistance group if you think about it. Yeah, that I also am thinking that too, Walt. Because why angel got me to heaven for the simulation? That doesn't mean the angels have to be the antagonists here. No, well, I think they are because what I was envisioning for them that might be cool, they want to merge all realities simultaneously so the mechanics have no choice but to take us all out because they think the afterlife awaits you beyond the simulation. And maybe it does. That's interesting. So the, this group formed within the simulation. Yes, and they don't know what's outside. They either think the simulation's real life or they think the apocalypse has been solved already. It's been infinite amount of time. And if they were to merge all reality, essentially, uh, the mechanics, it would either short-circuit them because they couldn't deal with everything, or they would kill all of us and we would get to heaven, the afterlife, essentially. Uh, so we so would angels either get are our versus mechanics. Back. Yeah. Okay. I knew that they were enemies. But can angels what? change tires, though? I, you know, angels in the, uh, an angel in the liquor store. What, what is, okay, so what does this look like, right? What is an actual 
I think what does the actual setting look like? Your setting kind of looks like what should be apparent is that you know the mechanics exist because there's like writing in your setting that tells you that or like posters up that are like you must obey the rules talk to a mechanic if you experience an issue and mechanics will like check up so they're a present force people are aware of them well okay so what does everyone's individual thing like bubble look like i think what does it look like when those i think if this was originally intended to get people to come to solutions then there has to be a lot of um, agency in how they like can form their worlds or like yeah you could fly and shit and do cool shit like that I would assume yeah it's kind of like an open world dreamscape type thing where um, mm-hmm. where you like can process lots of information like go through new scenarios over and over and over again so, so it's, it's like, kind of like go on like lucid dreaming or something like that yeah not like the dumb yeah. matrix which sucks you know. Yeah, but I have to emphasize, not the Matrix. <laughs> not the Matrix. No, but like lucid dreaming and like the Matrix, if no. you get if if you get out of if you're not concentrating or you don't know how to do it, you can sort of lose control and it the the dream sort of runs itself. So I'm sure that there's tons of people that don't know how to like control their environment. And so it's just a reflection of their inner worlds. Right. The air state that I'm sure a lot of people go into, like maybe the majority of people are in like a day into this project is just like dream loops forever. Mm. Yeah. It's unconscious. And while you don't have, while you have infinite time, you don't have infinite memory. So if you're working on something for a long enough stretch of time, it loses all meaning and then you kind of forget facts about it and then it just becomes part of the dream that you experience instead of you doing it i like to think that there's an archive that if you're like cognizant and know what you're doing you can access like kind of a uh like maybe there's just like a box you can open it up and like a eureka box information yeah. in yeah a eureka box yeah it would be like a record of like like everything that we've ever known as a species or everything like you archive. figured out that's kind of and that could be a mechanic in the game too is players can be like, I want to check my Eureka box and see kind of past memories that they've archived or things that were strange that they saw. Oh. Right, and some Eureka boxes are just uh, just conspiracy theories, essentially. Just like angel thoughts and ramblings about what this reality actually is. And then... Uh, yeah, you can't know that the information you're getting is reliable. It'd be cool, though, if it were like Memento, where you check your Eureka box... And there's things in there you don't remember. Because, oh, sure. I mean, you don't. You're getting your memories yeah, you constantly wiped if you're not outside of this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you want any kind of idea of what is going on in your past, you have to use the Eureka box. That's all you have. Right, it's your memory, essentially. Because actual memory won't hold up in this space. And I guess angels are going from dream pod to dream pod, trying to gather people, trying to connect people. Yeah, to pop this whole simulation, and then I guess there are a few responsible people who have actually been like brainstorming for the equivalence of millennia, like top scientists who are. <laughs> doing I really job. like the idea that the angels are like they're they don't know if merging everything will make like a will make society the way it was before. They don't know if it will end the simulation. They don't know they don't if they're know in real anything. life or not. Yeah, th- yeah, but that's terrifying. <laughs> it's- well, they, yeah. they, I would imagine the motivation is that anything is better than this at that point. 
is like what their ideology is. Mm-hmm. At least, at least we can be free if we do this, even if it's painful. I like to think too. So they, they kind of became radicalized. They either encountered someone in a reality who it was clear was um, another living person and realized these barriers are finite. They organized using Eureka boxes because you can trade Eureka boxes between people. It's a glitch, but you could. So they can. That's actually a way to pass information that the mechanics can't access. They can access your memory in your head, but your Eureka box, for some reason, is off limits, let's say. Well, because if they had access to all of those, all that information, they would. It would probably. Like, it would be too much for them, probably. Probably, yeah. What if there is one original, one original guy? who started this whole angel movement and his Eureka box is the one that kind of got mimetic quality and started being passed around. Mm. It's a manifesto. Manifesto. You could call him maybe, you could call him the architect. No, call him Gabriel or something. <laughs> something appropriately you biblical. Could, could call Nothing him. related to the, the M word. But uh, you can only have one Eureka box at a time. So if you accept his, you have to give up your own, which is ideological commitment to the cause. Yeah, and eventually you forget everything else but the angel cause. That's good. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he, he also included instructions that are ways to recognize when a place in your mind is actually a barrier into someone else's mind. So the angels are really good at finding these places out. That's how they outrun the mechanics constantly is because they're just jumping from mind to mind all the time. Yeah, that was what I wanted to ask about. Is is it just like a hole you jump through, or can they actually steer like their little bubbles? It depends on the reality, but if it's like a cool future world, it might be a portal, you know? Or if it's like a Minecrafty-esque island world, it would probably be an adjacent island, you know? Or someplace you'd never think to go, like in the middle of a volcano. Hmm. Well, I would think that they would have to get the owner of the bubble, so to speak. To create that portal. Like they mm-hmm. have to I think that the portals are kind of a deliberate side effect of it having infinite consciousness as kind of space to work with. And so the programming kind of puts these portals in either places that are hard to reach where people won't or places that are obscured, like invisible walls, that kind of shit. So that hopefully people just won't interact with them. Well, I like the idea that portals don't like originally exist because that wouldn't make much sense with the intention of the program but because like the individuals in their uh, dream bubbles have that kind of agency have that kind of creational power they can make it happen so basically if you're an angel and you're popping to someone else's bubble you can't get out until you recruit them and you talked about like these motes of like light almost floating in space and i like visualizing it like that that you can brush up against another one and like you said they merge yeah, like bubbles floating in the air. Yeah. yeah Bel- Belvin, you just said something really weird. Now I'm thinking about it. So, like, why would these why would these angels still be around? Like, you'd think the mechanics, the first thing they would do would be to get rid of them, right? I think it's but, because... Uh, I'm sorry, that was directed to Belvin. You can answer it. Well, I don't well, know if the, the mechanics can't be infallible or, like, omniscient or all-powerful. Otherwise, there would not be any organized resistance movement like the angels. Yeah, I think the mechanics are admins who have 
access to programming that lets the I think Belvin's right here, but they're not a machine. So there there are inefficiencies in the program. Yeah, but still, if if you were to go into somebody's bubble and then you'd be you'd have to be there for a while to convince the basically convince them or trick them or uh somehow get them to basically open up no i don't think i don't think you have to do that i think you just have to go into their bubble uh and then go into other people's bubbles from and make their bubble a nexus and they'll meet each other in time i think it's more of like a drive-by kind of thing where your reality is suddenly permeated by an alien force who might after hypothetically like hundreds of thousands of years of like mental evolution and like creative power they might look completely different to you than human beings wait the, the angels the mechanics uh people in alternate realities might not even look conceive of themselves as human anymore okay this is getting really outside okay yeah anyway anyway yeah oh no, that, that's a fun thing to contemplate though it makes me think of that Adventure Time episode where all these humans are in VR chambers and they have these like really weird avatars and that's their existence. These like weird alien made up avatars. The I, future I can... is just VR chat. Yes. Uh, we just created. This This is well, what this essentially is. VR chat world. Is Death Stranding VR chat. Just wanna... Well, as long as it's not the Matrix, you can call everyone. Oh. Well, we're coming up, or maybe I've already passed 30 minutes. I like this world. Yeah. I like this world, too. Dan, Lorlad, any thoughts? Closing arguments? No, I kind of like where we're at with this. Um, yeah? This is fun. This I like fun this one, one to too. Again. I, yeah, I'm, this is one for a revisit, I think. It's up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the idea of evolving realities and evolving consciousness is... You can get pretty out there with this. And speaking of, we just that have to make Walt, sure not. Oh, what? It what are you doing? Might be worth. Uh, you know, I thought we had some questions for the fans now. Oh, oh, right. So, oh, chess. Oh, yeah. I um. Next week we are doing a. Uh, we're doing a little retrospective. We're doing a little. You know, this is going to be like the what, like ninth or tenth episode. Um. So something up there. We're, we're thinking of going back. Looking at all of the episodes we've done, you know, sort of reminiscing all the set, all the worlds, and picking like maybe one, maybe two. Let's say one setting to go back to and like revisit. Uh, we still don't know exactly what that's going to mean, but uh, I'm excited. And we wanted to uh, ask y'all to if you had any questions or comments or just share with us like what your favorite setting was which one you want to see revisited we got we got fan mail f about frog quest actually did we no i'm not making this up someone messaged wow. me saying they had taken the frog pill so you can't are you joking because it no, sounds no, I'm, like you're joking. I'm legitimately not joking because when i say frog quest is my favorite i'm kind of joking but i'm also 100 percent serious i've i've softened on frog quest i liked it uh, yeah, I do wonder where else one could go with Frog Quest. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, the sky's the limit. Being right? limited to frogs as it is. Newt Quest. Well, that's for us. That's for us to theoretically find out. <laughs> okay. 
that's going to be our show. If you like this episode, feel free to subscribe to us on whatever podcasting service of your choice. That's not true, actually. Do not subscribe to us on Stitcher Premium or Earwolf or anything like that. We are not up on there. But we are on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Apple Music. New episodes every other Saturday, although the coronavirus will likely change that. We're thinking of moving to a weekly upload for the duration of COVID. If you're feeling up to it, go ahead and write us a five-star review on iTunes. That really does help us out starting out this podcast. And share us with all your friends who enjoy building worlds, talking about neat things. Uh, All our music's public domain, so can't sue us. Have fun with that. Uh, Our art is courtesy of the talented and wonderful Shel Tor at Jovial Paradox on Twitter. And you can tweet at us too, at LoreLads, or send us hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And happy world building.